Hey, this is Kurt. And this is Jen. And this is Kurt and Jen Make a Podcast. Today, we are breaking down not a band, but we are breaking down an album. It is the 1990 release from They Might Be Giants, Flood. Oh, such a good album. It is such a... I'm, I like this album so much. This is... Well, I think a lot of people, this was their first album that they listened to from They Might Be Giants. Yes, yeah. it is absolutely the first album that I listened to all the way through. Yeah. It, it is their third studio album and, well, third album, period. And this is their first one on a major label. That so, is pretty fancy. Yeah. I. So, Jen, have you seen the movie, the, the documentary about They Might Be Giants called Gigantic? No, I haven't. Well, it is... You should absolutely see that. And they talk a little bit about this album because this was such a big deal for them. And one of the things that I I realized while watching that movie is the the label wanted them to get... Uh, they, they lined up Elvis Costello to produce this album. And John and John both said, no, we don't want that. It, they would feel too self-conscious in the studio with Elvis Costello there like producing the album. I think them. anybody would feel too self-conscious in the same room with Elvis Costello. Yeah. And I mean, I can totally see how they, you know, that like, his talent would be welcome, but, but yeah, it's like, all right, this is the first time in, in, you know, recording a major label album and we're going to put on, you know, we're going to have this huge, you know, artist produce you. And yeah, I can totally feel that like clam up a little bit and not want to really explore you know, a lot of their stuff. So, yeah. But uh, this was still when they were just the duo, uh, and they have a number of musicians to participate in this. But since it was still just the two of them, uh, there was not a you know requirement for them to have, for instance, bass, drums, and guitar on every single song. So it's very eclectic in a lot of their music. Right? Yeah. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So still a. You know, still definitely that, you know, they might be giants, eclecticness, and uh, just really very cool album. And one of the, I thought it was just a really cool, uh, cool way to start the album where they, they have a theme for this album. Yeah. And that's how they start off this, this album. And I'll play you the theme from Flood. Why is the world in love again? We marching hand in hand. Why are the ocean levels rising up? It's a brand new record for 1990. They might be giants, brand new album. It's nice because we're starting the musical. Yeah. It feels like the overture to a musical. Exactly. And it's and- like. And it was like such a, again, such a bold move for like the first song on a major label. And you're like, you're going to do what? You're going to do a theme for the album? (laughs) Isn't the whole album filled with themes and songs? But Well, it's a delightful way. It's a delightful way to start it. And then it goes straight into Birdhouse in Your Soul, which is one of the sadder songs on this album. album um but a piece of trivia kurt yes did you know what uh weird thing was produced for this album 
It's okay that if you don't. That is so vague a question. I know. I didn't give you any hints because it's hard. There was a piece um, of, um, uh, let's say, marketing, like a marketing item that was distributed for this album. Oh, I don't think I do know this. <gasps> oh my gosh, I have a fact that Kurt doesn't know what I'm so excited. No. Okay, so it was a blue, uh, a blue nightlight that said they might be giants flood. And there's currently one for sale on eBay right now. And I'm debating, do I spend the $50 on this piece of sticky thing uh, or not? Wow. So, yeah. 50. That's, that's right in that, uh, the price point. Right. It's, it's right. Like... It's right. That, like if it was 20 bucks, I'd be like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> but for 50, I'm like, I don't know if I, do I need a piece of memorabilia this badly? I don't feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but they created that uh, piece of memorabilia for uh, specifically Birdhouse in Your Soul and the release of the album Flood. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And this song is basically written from the perspective of a... Nightlight. A, yeah, a nightlight, a bird-shaped nightlight. It is. So unfortunately, the the piece of like marketing me memorabilia that they created was just a standard nightlight and it was not shaped like a bird. Oh. Um, so that is that's a ding. But I mean, I've never had a commemorative nightlight made for me. So <laughs> I would love one. I would love one. That's all I'm saying. OK. Yeah. Yeah, that might be. Mm, OK. Is, is it is it for sale only, or can you put in a bid of twenty? Or is I or... I think it's for sale only. Okay. This person has lots of they might be giants memorabilia, and it's delightful. So have you? Did you have a uh, a segment of the song that you wanted to play? I do. Oh please. There's a picture opposite me of my primitive ancestry, which stood on rocky shores and kept. The beach is shipwreck free Though I respect that a lot I'd be fired if that were my job After killing Jason off And countless screaming Argonauts New bird of friendliness Like guardian angels It's always near Yeah, I love, I like that line about uh, Killing Jason off And countless screaming Argonauts yeah. That, uh yeah, that is a that would be a poor reflection on your job if you yeah. <laughs> if your job was to prevent people from crashing into the rocks. Mm -hmm. but, but again, if you're just a nightlight in a kid's bedroom, then uh, yeah, that would be a hard job to do. It would be. So, have you seen the clip of them playing the song on the Tonight Show? <gasps> I had not. This was actually featured in the gigantic documentary. But this was, so this is 1990, and this is uh, back when, you know, Johnny Carson was still doing it. However, Jay Leno was guest hosting. Oh. But uh, They Might Be Giants came on, and the two of them played with Doc Severinsen and the band. And it is such a cool version of the song, because they've got the whole Tonight Show orchestra. And Doc Severinsen plays the trumpet solo and just wails on it. It is so cool. Oh. Looks like I've got homework. Yes. <laughs> so the next song on this album is Lucky Ball and Chain. And again, not a very funny song, but I really love two points about it. Um, and if we, Kurt, can you play this from the top for us? I lost my lucky ball and chain. Now she's four years gone. She's five feet tall and sick 
obviously not that funny because like the the lady in his life has left him, right? And he doesn't seem too happy about it. Uh, but the two things that I love about it when I first listened to it was um, just five feet tall and sick of me and all my rattling on. And I'm like, oh, you got the height <laughs> slightly wrong, but I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> and then the second thing that I loved was uh, I was young and foolish then. I feel old and foolish now. Which is an appropriate uh, parenthetical for my memoir. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, I was going to play that most of that same clip. But one of the parts that I found hilarious was the kind of concept of the unreliable narrator where, you know, he says uh, she threw away her baby doll. I held on to my pride. And then later and then in the refrain confidentially she never called me baby doll confidentially. <laughs> i never had that much pride so uh. i i did think this was funny uh, yes absolutely a uh a sad you know sad theme to a song about a the, the woman walking out of his life but another hilarious part in this song uh, is uh she walked away from a happy man i thought it was so cool i just stood there whistling there goes the bride as she walked out the door and so this is something that just actually occurred to me recently. I thought it was kind of a funny lyric that, you know, he's like this guy just going, ah, there goes the bride, like no big deal. But he's whistling it. He's not singing it. Yeah. So whistling it, nobody would know that he's thinking there goes the bride as opposed to here comes the bride. Here so. comes the bride. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> we know that it's a bridal thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I also enjoyed that he was drinking for two because she was gone. So she, he had to drink for her as well. I'm not sure if that's how he intended it, but I am going to take it that way because it is funnier. So, Jed, do you remember the first time you listened to this album? No. No. Okay. I was, I don't remember. I know I listened to it either right at the beginning of high school or like in middle school is when I listened to this album. Wow, middle school. Yeah, wow. it came 1990. Well, right. I know it was there for you when you were six, but I would have been really surprised <laughs> if you said that you listened to it when you were six. But uh, yeah, I yeah, this was something that this is, like I said, this was the first full length album that I listened to, and I remember uh, just I, I listened to this. I went over to uh, a it was in college and went over to a friend's place and just listened to the whole album. And it was like, yeah, just blown away by it. And yeah, it's definitely an awesome album. I definitely remember the first song that I heard from this album. Um, And I was talking to my husband about it because he said that the first song that he heard by They Might Be Giants was Birdhouse in Your Soul. And I was like, what a sad way to start They Might Be Giants. Uh, The first song that I heard by They Might Be Giants was Particle Man. And it's why I love them so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we play a little Particle Man? Um, I was going to hold it back for my funniest line. Okay. We can, why don't we talk about some other songs and then we can hit Particle Man. Okay. Sounds good. I was actually half expecting that the first song that you listened to from They Might Be Giants was Istanbul, because I believe that it was performed by tiny tunes or they they recorded and did videos for tiny tunes have you ever seen the tiny tunes video of istanbul i don't think so but there was a tiny tunes version of particle man i believe 
Oh, okay. So I think there's. Oh, I might be wrong on that. I might be getting those two confused. But I think I think I they mean because I both. have it right in front of me. Okay. <laughs> okay, but uh, but Istanbul. Uh, let me play a little bit of that. Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul. Now Constantinople been a long time gone. Constantinople now it's Turkish delight on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul. Now Constantinople, so if you've a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. So take me back to Constantinople. No, you can't go back to Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Turks. It's such a so, good song. It is such a great song. And I love the, the, the 50s vernacular. Why did Constantinople get the works? And then that's nobody's business but the Turks. It's so, so good. I, again, we should bring back all of the old-timey language because it makes it more fun. So did you know that that was a cover song? <gasps> what? I have what? I, my, I, my brain can't form words now because I did not know that it was a cover song. Yeah, I was blown away the first time I heard that too. And to be honest, I had not gone back to listen to the original version of it, but it was written in 1953. <gasps> and it was released by a Canadian group called The Four Lads. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to hear a little bit of The Four Lads version of this? Oh, song? my God. I absolutely do. Do they have matching suits? Because that's what I need in my life right now. Yes. I feel well, like we need to go back to matching have, suit uh, bands. The, yeah. On the album cover, which shows up on Apple Music, they are actually wearing tuxedos. Oh, so, my God. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. And they're very clean-cut young gentlemen. And here's a little bit of Istanbul by the four lads. Oh my god. I feel like I'm on an episode of I Dream of Judy. <laughs> I like it. Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, been a long time gone, oh Constantinople, still a Turkish delight, on a moonlit night, every wow. in Constantinople. <laughs> wow. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I don't know if I can top that, but I don't know, have you ever watched a TV show called Travel Man, featuring, featuring Richard Iode? also known as Moss from the IT crowd. No, I have not seen this show. Well, he did By an way, episode. I knew, is, okay. You knew I he did was know Moss. who Richard Ayoday was. So. I, it's not for you. It's for our listeners. Okay. Very good. It's good. But I just I wanted to make, make sure, sure you were aware of that. Oh, no. <laughs> I If you didn't know who Richard Ayoday was, I don't know that. I don't, yeah, because that's my favorite. It's my favorite. We would not be friends. I understand. <laughs> I understand that I throw this around like uh, confetti, but you know Add better. That to the bingo it's fine. cards now. Yeah, oh, we're not friends. I feel so mean. Okay, all right. I will own up to who I am as a person. Well, he did an episode in Istanbul, and I can't remember. If in the travel man, if he just, if they played the song, but the entire time it was playing in my head while watching the travel man episode, which is quite humorous. I just want you to know. That's it. That's it. I just want, I want somebody to check. I'm going to probably check right after this episode. 
Uh, I didn't even think about it until we started talking about Istanbul, not Constantinople. <laughs> but I really Excellent. hope that they did because a Richard Iode, they might be giants mashup would be lovely. For the, the next song that I had is another song that is on its face, probably, you know, it's a bit of a sad song, but there are some funny parts to it. Uh, the song Dead. Oh, that was on mine too. Because it has, yes. oh, actually, this might be the funniest line. I don't know. There's so many funny lines on this album. Okay. So it has my favorite line in this song. Would you like me to share it now or after you play your clip? Tell you what, let's play <gasps> my clip. Or should we see if it's in your clip? Let's see if it's in my clip. <gasps> it might be. Okay, here we go. So I won't sit at home anymore. And you won't see my hat in the window. And I won't be around ever anymore. And I'll be up there on the wall at the start. I returned the bag of groceries accidentally taking off the shelf before the Actually, I played that because not so much of the lyrics, but more because of the sort of the background vocals in that, which I just I found very humorous where they had. Just, oh, the back and uh, forth with the so sit and that part. Yeah. And then and then. So, yeah, Linnell singing lead and then Flansburg singing the and 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 in the background. And it was. Yeah, it, it's just it's, it's just sort of a musical thing that sort of tickles me when they have just like the weird you know, back and forth lyrics going, but um, so none of the lyrics in that particular clip uh, I thought were that funny, but okay. Tell me what your funny clip. So my favorite lyric in this song is, was everybody dancing on the casket? I I just, so it reminds me of, um, there was a Disney cartoon I know, shocker, um, that <laughs> featured dancing skeletons to Dancing in the Street. And I will find a video link uh, because that is exactly what I picture is that like there's a skeleton dancing on a casket and it's just a fun, like less sad way to envision that. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. Which version of Dancing in the Street was this? Were they dancing to? Was it the Martha Good and the question. Vandellas version or Van Halen or David was, Bowie and Mick Jagger? It was definitely not Van Halen. It was definitely not Van Halen. Uh, oh, by the way, if you want to see a hilarious video, there is, I, I think I saw this on YouTube, but it is the Dancing in the Streets video with Mick Jagger and David Bowie with no music track. And oh, it wow. is, it is hilarious. It's just there. You can hear like, I, and I don't know if this was actual, but, uh, or if they just added it, but you could hear that. Uh, uh, like the, all the stuff that they recorded while they were, you know, doing their dance stuff. And it is ridiculous and hilarious. So I guess I, I'm looking at it now and it's the silly symphony and it says the skeleton dance is the name of the song. So it must've been in, um, there was a compilation VHS tape of a bunch of Disney cartoons set to more uh, like 50s and 60s music. Um, okay. Oh, so I'll find that exact one eventually. 
Okay, but the sounds good. artwork is from Silly Symphony, which we all needed to know. All right. Silly Symphony. Is that is that the Disney version of Merry Melodies? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, so another one of the songs I very much enjoy off of this, and it was again just a very odd song. It's not your typical, you know, three, three and a half minute song. But it is a song called Minimum Wage. Did you enjoy Minimum Wage? I do not enjoy being paid the minimum wage, but I did like the song. <laughs> All right. Here's a, a little... Here is actually most of Minimum Wage. I was going to say... Minimum wage! Yeah! And it goes on for just a little bit longer, but it is just this weird. I mean, you heard all the lyrics. You yep. hear, you know, Flansburg saying minimum wage. They've got the whip crack, which was actually recorded as a wet towel being snapped. Uh, and then this weird music bed, which actually reminded me of a old Bugs Bunny cartoon. Oh, which, it very much does. Yeah. there And one in particular, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, cartoon called No Parking Hair. Uh, I looked this up. I didn't actually know the name of it, but it was wow. where he is. <laughs> he is, uh, you know, sleeping in his rabbit hole, and they are building a freeway basically right through where his rabbit hole is. And the battle is between him and this construction worker trying to get him moved out of the way. And when they have like this industrial kind of, hey, we're building freeway here. This was there was this music bed that was like this. It, you know, upbeat kind of industrial feel to it. And that's exactly what this feels like. So I enjoy this song. Yeah. And I'm with you. I don't enjoy making a minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think anyone enjoys that part particularly. So I just wanted to make sure that we were all clear on that. If you want to see Kurt and Jen do comedy live, we've got a few shows coming up we want to tell you about. That's right. On October 2nd, Kurt is going to be hosting the Game Show Show on the Facebook Live of the Tucson Improv Movement with special contestants Crystal Pino from 106.3 The Groove and Riley from KFMA. We can see them go head-to-head in the Game Show Show. And then a week after that, both Kurt and Jen will be performing in the Tim Stay at Home Show at 7 o'clock. That's right. So you can check out some stand-up, some sketch comedy on that one. And again, it's going to be on that Facebook Live at the Tucson Improv Movement. And then on October 10th, Jen Lamfers will be the special guest star at the Unscrewed House Party at 9.30 p.m. You can watch that at unscrewedtheater.org. It's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of improv. And we hope that you enjoy it. And, and now, now, on, on with, with the, the show. show. Another song that's funny because of like... And it doesn't have a lot of lyrics to it. It has substantially more than minimum wage. Um, is hearing aid. <laughs> um, and I particularly love it. I figured you might pick this song. Hey, <laughs> me, I might. I might. It's like maybe what I did for a long time. Um, so I like the line, I've turned off my hearing aid. And then he continues to talk. But like, it's really clear that the character does not want to listen to their boss. And I enjoyed it because it would be really nice if we all had an off switch like for our ears, but you don't unless you have a hearing aid or cochlear implant.
Yeah. <laughs> you can turn off a cochlear That's... implant? You Yeah, you take uh, off the processor or you turn off the processor. Oh, okay. Because there's an internal component and an external component. We can talk about this later. Nobody wants to hear about this on our podcast. Sounds good. We'll, we'll save that for your, your next park, podcast, uh, Talking Audiology. Uh, I was going to call it Odd Lady, but okay. Uh, you've <laughs> like already thought AUD. about this. Yeah. Yes, I get fine. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Odd Lady. All right. <laughs> All right. The, uh, another song that I enjoy quite a bit. And again, this is sort of an upbeat song with some funny stuff to it, but it is sort of a darker meaning to it. But the song Twisting, which I will play oh, okay. of right here. She said your gold is free, and now she's sighing. Blue out your violet light and made a wish. She doesn't have to have her DB's record back now. There's not a lot of things that she'll take back She, she wants to see you again she, she wants to see you again Slowly twisting in the wind The fact that he's talking, that the name of the song is Twisting and it's got this upbeat kind of dancey you know, music to it that you could do the twist to but the reference in the song is about twisting in the wind, which is about being hung from the gallows. And it's mm-hmm. a, uh, just and it sounds like they've broken up that. and that she like wants records back later in the song. Although the first time that they mention DB records, the way that it's spelled is like decibel. It's like the abbreviation of decibel, which is quite funny. Oh, that's a band. The DBs. are. I a didn't band. know that. I did not know. Yeah, I was going to ask you because they uh, both the, they refer to the uh, DB's records and then Young Fresh Fellows tapes, and I was wondering if you were familiar familiar with either of those bands. Huh. And apparently not either apparently of them. Not. <laughs> so this was one of those. Well, I knew years, Young Fresh Fellows, but I didn't know DB band. Huh. Yeah, they're they're called the DB's. The DB's. Oh, I did not. Yeah. Know. Very exciting. Yeah. And I also like the line, uh, she blew out your pilot light and made a wish. (laughs) (laughs) Blowing, yeah. Just Just being, yeah. I think he's better off without her, to be honest. I think so too. If, like, that's how he is being treated. That is all I'm saying. Yeah. So, along the lines of uh, fun song, but like kind of sad. Um, is the, yeah, there is a lot of that in this album. There's a lot of that on this one. Is the song Letterbox, which I really like. Um, and I just, I really like the very first uh, like verse of it where he's clearly sending a letter to somebody and then is like scared about the person's reaction. So like there's probably like emotions in that letter. And it's just so sweet. You open up your letterbox tomorrow Cause a little bird never tells me anything I wanna know She's my best friend, she's a sparrow And I never, never know what you never, never, never wanna know When you know what you are, oh 
So I love the tune, um, and I love the fact that, like, you're always, like, saying, like, you know, oh, a little bird told me, right? And it's always, like, about somebody who likes somebody. Uh, that's always what the little bird says. I don't know. The little bird really doesn't say any other things. Um, and it's, <laughs> I just love the fact that the little bird never tells him anything that he wants to know. And I'm like, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> but the bird is your best friend? Is that your best friend? Or is the person that you... I don't know. Uh, it's just such a cute song. And if I don't listen to the lyrics, I just really love it. Um, and then when I listen to the lyrics, I get super sad. Because I'm like, these guys are awesome. And I'm sad that somebody doesn't yeah. like them. So, <laughs> yeah. That's the theme. Is that Jen is sad that everybody doesn't love John and John. <laughs> and again this is like so like musically speaking so different from all the other songs on this album yeah it's yeah it's just got this you know it, it's not like any any two songs on this are like oh yeah those are pretty similar songs um mm-hmm. again with the, so a lot of it having to do from just the two of them you know going into a professional studio for the first time and not having a you know a background band and just doing all these different cool experimental kind of sounds. So again, very, ah, I just love this album. (laughs) (laughs) So they were, so I I think think we talked about that. We may have talked about, yeah. So we talked about this a little bit. They were touring right before uh, the COVID hit where they were going to basically do this album in its entirety as part of the tour and they're going to play some other stuff as well. But that, that was part of what they were there. It was like a flood 30 year uh, anniversary tour. And Oh my God. I also, they also released really it. That it's been 30 years. I know. I know. But yes. And yeah, you were a little kid when this came out. I was a <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, thirty years. It does little. not seem. I, I didn't. I didn't get much bigger. It's okay. <laughs> I think you... they kept telling me. How tall were you when I'm... you were in 1990? Do you think? <sighs> Shoot, I don't know. I get this... <laughs> yeah, I, get I was this always the shortest kid in class. Like sometimes the short kid has like a growth spurt early. That was never the case for me. I oh, okay. was 100 percent always the shortest kid in every class that I was ever in ever period exclamation point I always get from uh from Matthew my son that he always is like how you know like how tall were you like at this age and how tall you were at this age because wow. he's like constantly worried about that and I have like no idea I remember like vaguely being you know, like a couple of basketball programs like I think I was five nine in in eighth grade and I think oh was, my god six three in senior year but other than that i don't know i didn't hit the half i didn't hit my four ten and a half until i was like 20 oh you wow you keep growing i was like four nine in high school on a good day (laughs) yeah so so I, i should try to dig out some of that some of those old charts because oh, Matthew, i don't want to see my charts i was never on the growth chart and it was very sad oh i was always at the 99th percentile on all of my growth charts somebody has to hold up the bottom end that's there all i'm go. saying there's it's 
it's a variance plot. It's just making sure that you're growing according to the lines and that you're, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I was just consistently below the lines. So much so that my mom took me to what is now Lurie Children's Hospital to see if I was genetically a little person. <laughs> I am not. This actually... Re- uh, reminds me of a line from that movie, the movie Gigantic. Mm. Um, they talked about the someone, uh, John and John were being interviewed, and someone referred to them as the the biggest indie band in the world, or, and, and maybe that's I'm not getting that quite right, but uh, or the biggest alternative band in the world, or something like that. And I think John's comment was like, "Well, yeah, that's kind of like being uh, described as the world's tallest midget." Mm. <laughs> which is just sort of an arbitrary line it's like all right everyone this pop you know or for a band this popular and least you're considered alternative it's like all right it's... <laughs> yeah this song puts them in the same category as big country and bad company oh and... i know exactly what song you're about to play <laughs> that's right this is the song they might be giants. By the way, I really enjoyed that you said big country because that is my favorite one hit wonder. Um, big country by big country. Oh, well, let's get They're this in straight. A big country. There, they had another, another hit. Well, okay. We can determine whether this is a hit or not, but uh, my band in high school covered the song fields of fire, which is actually a better song than big country. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, in a big country, isn't a great song. <laughs> But yeah. I enjoyed it, that it was by a band of the same name. And it made me giggle all of the time. So that's it. <laughs> so, and yeah, so on like, and like Bad Company, I had the song called Bad Company, Bad which Company. was on the album Bad Company. Oh, so. just love it. I just, you know what? If you have a good song, name everything after it. <laughs> or if you have a good name of your band, name everything after it. All right, here is They Might Be Giants. They might be giants. They might be giants. They might be brave. They might be washed. They might be down to spots like a To make the miracle run go fast so that everyone needs to hang on tighter just to keep from being thrown to the wolves. Tabloid footprints in your hands. Tabloid footprints every So many things I love about this, but the first thing that I love is is the boy. Yeah, because <laughs> it kind of sounds like boing, um, <laughs> and, like the way that, he, and I feel like he delivers it that way intentionally. Um, it's such a fun, yes, it's just fun, yes. Yes, and the the vocal sample of uh, everyone needs to hang on tight to keep being thrown to the wolves. Yeah, is, but it's it's so it's such a they might be giants song, and I, I read about uh, that they wrote this song and they were inspired by the song "Hey Hey We're the Monkeys." <gasps> Who isn't inspired by "Hey Hey We're the Monkeys"? <laughs> but to to basically write a song about about the band 
is what this is, you know, this song is. And ever since you said the word monkeys, it's been playing in my head. So (laughs) I just want you to know that everything you are saying now is uh, being being played over a track of hey hey we're the monkeys and people say we monkey around but we're too busy singing to put anybody down we're just trying to be friendly come and watch us sing and play because we're the young generation and we've got something to say Okay, Jen, maybe we can, we usually do this at the end of the episode, but would you like to uh, pick a name of a band for our next episode? Why are we, oh, are we trying to, are are you trying to lead me into selecting the monkeys? That's exactly what I'm trying to do. Oh my God, I think I will waste my pick on this because (laughs) I am so excited to do the monkeys. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll recap that at the end. But, okay, cool, uh, cool, cool. But right. excellent. The monkeys for our next episode. So I have, I don't have like a, a funniest song for this album, but there is a line in one of the songs here that I think is the funniest line. Okay. Do you want to talk about the funniest line on this album? I Do you want me to talk about my favorite line yeah, on go this ahead. album? My funniest line on this album? My funniest line on this album comes from the song Particle Man because it's awesome. Particle Man, Particle Man, doing the things a particle can. What's he like? It's not important. Particle Man, is he a dot or is he a speck? When he's underwater, does he get wet or does the water get him instead? Nobody knows. Particle Man. Triangle Man, Triangle Oh my gosh. Does the water get him instead? I don't know. It's so exciting. (laughs) That's the silliest line ever. Oh, I love it so much. So, or does the water get him instead in reference to Particle Man? Nobody knows Particle Man. (laughs) So So do you, have you thought that much about what the lyrics on this song mean? No, I have not. Which is one of the reasons I love the song so much. Okay. So it is... So it, I ha, I've I've gone through this. I've I've gone through this discussion actually with my friend Brad uh, about what the what the meanings of this song were, and so what uh, what we talked about was like that Particle Man is like the it's like the you know science and physics and uh, and Triangle Man is. Uh, religion specifically like you know christianity with the you know father son and holy ghost and person man is of course humanity uh and then universe man was kind of like uh physics on like a grander scale of course like you know astrophysics and they talk about like how uh triangle man hates particle man where religion does not appreciate the the deep dive into science and you know uh rationality and so on and it's if you listen to it in that way it's very interesting yeah that is an interesting way i just like to listen to it for fun it is fun and also i've also looked up and you know take a look to see if john and john has any comments about that and basically they've said i'm going to quote here linnell uh 
it's pretty on the surface, you know, and people, they really, they really want to know what the secret message behind Particle Man is, <laughs> you know, and there just isn't one. It is what it is. So See, I love that. I yeah. love that so much because it's just a silly, fun song and you can read what lots of fun stuff into it. And that's great. And I think that that's lovely, but I also really just appreciate that it's just a silly song, yes. you know? And there is a great version of this song where I'm, I forget which album it's on, but it's one of their like B sides or it's, I don't think it's miscellaneous T, but it's a different one where they have a children's uh, great, like a grade school class singing this song. <gasps> and it is also so delightful. So wonderful. Okay. So that so, is, I, I love that line. That is a funny line. And Kurt, so what do you think the funniest line is on this album? So, I think one of the I think the funniest line in this album actually comes from a very fairly sad and morose song, which is "Road Movie to Berlin." So it's a it's a fairly sad song, but and, and maybe that's part of the reason why I, I I find it particularly funny is because in the middle of this somewhat you know this this sad song is this funny line. And I will play that line here. We were once so close to heaven. Peter came out and gave us medals, declaring us the nicest of the ten. I mean, wouldn't that be great as you on your way down to hell that you got a little medal saying that you were the nicest of all the damned? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to do it for me. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> which is, which is, yes, I agree with you. But that's part of the reason why I think that that's so funny. It's like, like that's some consolation for people, you know, going to spend eternal, you know, eternal damnation in hell. But hey, here's a little, here's a medal for you. Real close. Yeah, here's a medal. And I also think that it's just, you know, sort of reflects on the uh, the absolute nature of, you know, the hell versus heaven, you know. It's like, well, it's really close, but sorry. Yep. At the good place, we learn that it's all tallied up. Right. <laughs> you need uh, and you just didn't quite make that point. So, so here's a medal. Go to and hell. And an elevator down. It only goes down. <laughs> Enjoy. It's a stairway to heaven, but it's an elevator down. <laughs> elevator Hi, it's down. a highway to hell. If we, uh, I, if I know it's a highway to hell, but I like my elevator better. <laughs> it, it's a highway if you're going from Earth and the mortal plane. It's an elevator if you went upstairs first and they were like, yeah, nah, bro. And then they send you back <laughs> down because they want you down fast. They don't want you to take your time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think ACDC is canon. No, oh, is it? Okay, <laughs> fine, sure, all right. Okay. Oh, actually, there's one other point that I wanted to bring up about uh, about Particle Man. Oh that yeah. The the very the the first two lines of the song, Particle Man, Particle Man, doing the things a particle can. I believe that was inspired by the theme to Spider Man. Oh. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins exactly. a web, 
And he flies. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. That song? Yes. All right. Which the Ramones did an excellent version of on that Saturday morning cartoon. They did. (laughs) They are so good. So actually going through this, this was, I've sort of realized this was not one of the funniest albums that they did. This has a lot of, a lot of morose themes and, you know, sad themes to it, but still every single, every single song that they do has got something clever and got something that I find funny and at least a little bit, even if it is kind of the, the sadder theme to it. So I agree. As so most de- of mine were like breakup songs that I picked up. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. But, but that's what, that's one thing that I like is that, you know, like a song like Lucky Ball and Chain where it's, you know, a song about, you know, this woman leaving him, but they, they put a funny twist to it and yeah. it's great. Or, mm-hmm. or the same thing with twisting. It's, you know, it's such a, such a great song and such a great album. So Again, one of my favorite albums uh, by They May Be Giants. And I believe that they are touring again in 2021. At least they've got dates planned. So They do. And a lot of them are sold out. So go ahead and look up those and see which one you might be able to go see. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And not coming through Arizona. but uh, And sold out is just a construct. You can always get them on the secondary market. Oh, can you? Okay, sure. <laughs> I don't normally do it that way because yeah, rules. usually get tickets you know delivered free to your door, right? Not every time. <laughs> Not every time. All right, how many times have you seen They Might Be Giants? Zero. I have zero. seen They Might Be Giants zero times. I'm sorry, it's very upsetting. I knew that that was true. I, I, I know, because we talked about it the last time we did a They Might Be Giants album. Okay. Well, if we do another, when we do another They Might Be Giants album episode, you will be able to pick, and hopefully you'll pick one that's maybe more uh, more fun, more humorous, but uh, uh, but still, again, Flood, great album. And really enjoy. I still don't think there are any misses on They Might Be Giants. I think that this is just not one of their happiest albums. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's never a miss with They Might Be Giants. Oh, and did you listen to the the live version of this album that they I released? did listen to the live al- al- live version of this album? Words. Yes. Yeah, so, so, what I was your did. take on it? What did you? What were your impressions of it? I really enjoyed. Um, especially Istanbul, not Constantinople, like with that ridiculously long intro to it, which was so fun. Um, And you could tell that they were ramping up to it. And it was just, I don't usually like live albums, but this is one that I enjoyed thoroughly. Right. And so, and it was, it was done, you know, with obviously with a, a limited band on stage. I don't think that there was a whole bunch of extra musicians. So they took all of these songs, which had very, unique and odd musical arrangements and they turned it into a you know five piece band that they would I'm not 100% sure it was just a five piece I don't know if they did have one or two extra musicians but but they did break it down to to that and it it was still very cool I you know I do appreciate when you know a lot of these songs that have these you know 
you know, uh, interesting uh, instrumental arrangements are performed live with the, without all of the, you know, the huge orchestra or, or something around it. So it was definitely a different feel for a lot of the songs because of that, but it was a, it was still very cool. Yeah, I actually prefer it when um, it's not a full orchestra. Like I like a more intimate scene for most of the bands that I enjoy when they also perform with a large group. It's great, um, but I tend to prefer it stripped down. So yeah, that's I think why I like that live album so much. Yeah, which is like kind of the opposite of uh, the, you know, the Talking Ahead Stop Making Sense, which they recorded as a four piece, you know, they you know, with most of their studio albums, but when they did it live, they brought in all these extra musicians and I actually enjoyed that one more, but for some reason I do enjoy it. It's different. I'm not sure I I enjoy it more stripped down, but I do really, I I do like that stripped down sound. Yeah. It's just two different things and you can appreciate them both. Yes. (laughs) And you can have, you can lean one way or the other, but you know what? It's not an absolute because life is gray. (laughs) that doesn't seem like a Jen thing to say. I think maybe mean? life is full of all different colors. Well, life is full. Oh, that is better. Dang it. Okay. Wait, scratch that. Edit okay. that. Edit that. Just drop it. And I'll say life is full of lots of colors. Exactly. <laughs> well, excellent. This was our special episode about They Might Be Giants, the album Flood, which we will hopefully get a chance to see the boys touring in 2021 doing Fingers the crossed. album Flood. Fingers, Fingers. crossed. Crossed. Kurt, are we going to rate this album? Um, are we going to rate this album? I don't know. That's why I asked you. I don't. We didn't actually rate when we did the John Henry. We did. Album. We did because I went rogue and I rated it eleven. Oh, I thought we were just okay. I, I my, maybe my memory is bad, but I thought we were rating the the. They might be giants as a whole. <gasps> oh, maybe we did. Okay, well then it still stands. Eleven. Eleven for they might be giants. That Eleven is out of the, ten. Yeah. So tap rules. Okay, so now's the point where we talk about which band we're going to do next. Jen, what band are we going to do next? Hey, hey, <laughs> the monkeys. The monkeys. <laughs> Excellent. I am very much looking forward to this. And it right. came out organically, which makes it makes it so so wonderful. What was it organic, or did Kurt elbow his way into getting the monkeys as our next album or a next uh, band that we're covering? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Okay, I will reveal in the next episode whether I tricked Jen or whether. It was <laughs> so until next time, this is Kurt, and this is Jen, and, and we, we just made, made a podcast. podcast. That's our show, it's time to go Gosh, that hour really went by fast Hope you had fun, this ep is now done Kurt and Jen made a podcast Perfect Is it though? Oh, my voice hurts my